Welcome to another episode of BuddyCast. Folks, I'm here with a new buddy who has quickly become a great buddy of mine. We were just chatting for a little bit. His name is Kenton Nepper. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Nick. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, too. Thank you so much for being a buddy here on the show. You betcha. You I've heard a lot about you, um, a lot of great magicians praising you. One of them even called you the godfather of mentalism. So, Yes, that's kind of made the rounds now, yes. <laughs> uh, so let me start by asking, how did you get into magic, specifically mentalism? Well, um, yeah, those are two different stories. I, I started in magic when I was very little. My first paid show, I was eight years old, so I guess somewhere around six. Um, but, uh, you know, part of the times I grew up in, um, we used to get magic catalogs, you know, we, and you had dealers, you didn't get online or anything. So in those catalogs, there'd be all this magic, and then there'd always be a section that had mentalism. Um, and so mentalism was always just part of magic, and that was everybody knew that, and that was normal. <clears throat> so I, you know, I looked at some of that stuff, and they had, you know, people that had like, they'd go like this and people would follow their, you know, suggestions and it'd be like instant trances or something or all sorts of, you know, I'll read their minds. And I thought, you know, that's more like real stuff. I like that. You know, I want to do that. Um, and so uh, I didn't yet have, I had a teacher, I had a couple of magic teachers, um, but I didn't yet have a mentalism magic teacher. Uh, so I started reading like the Jinx and some other books and, and mentalism things and uh, got into that and went, wow, this is really interesting. And then I found a, another teacher. I had many teachers when I was young. And he did comedy with funny, bizarre, silly magic. Um, but he also did hypnosis and he did mentalism. So he said, look, I'll take you on, but... You know, if you're going to be a student, you have to know theater and you have to know psychology. Um, and so that got me really into mentalism because I, I love understanding how people think and what influenced people and how they reacted and responded and, and all of that. So all of that just fit perfectly. And, and it was growing up in the time that was the, you know, late 60s, early 70s, where there was a lot of talk on the streets, a lot of books coming out about, you know, is the ESP real? You know, can you really influence people with your mind? Can you do? And I thought, man, this is the stuff I really care about. So that's really why mentalism to me was cool. But I always did magic too. You know, I did a lot of pretty magic. I grew up under a lot of techie card guys too. Um, one of my teachers just passed, uh, John Mendoza, who was one of the great card uh, technicians um, in the 80s, the 70s and 80s um, and 90s. He still influences a lot of work. So I had all that. I did um, magic with flowers and doves and a rabbit, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, to me, it was all magic, right? It was all symbolic of something more interesting um, about life that people wouldn't talk about. So I just thought it was part of life. And um, then eventually, ultimately, I came into the, I guess it was the 70s, late 60s, early 70s. I was doing metal bending and uh, turning watches, the hands of watches back um, and, uh, and, and doing like basic, like center terror and a few things like that. Um, that was, that was at a time when there weren't too many of us doing that you know, um, and uh, so that that really solidified the mentalism thing for me. 
In fact, a lot of what I did in metal bending when I was a kid is still the close of the, the Mentalism Act today. Nice. Nice. Is that how you got the nickname, the Godfather of Mentalism, as I mentioned before? I, I got the, it's kind of funny. Um, the, the Godfather of Mentalism label came because I'm a, I'm, some of my students are very famous um, in mentalism. So um, Peter, Fre Peter, uh, Peter Turner, Fraser Parker, Luca Volpe, Pablo Amira, you know, a lot of those guys, they're all my students. And so um, a lot of the influential modern mentalists are students of mine. So um, they kind of said, well, you know, you're like the godfather. I said, um, and, and so I was doing something and in India, they said, you know, we're calling you the godfather of magic. And I said, but in the States, the godfather is like the head of the mafia. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really necessarily want to be known as the mafia guy. Um, and they said, well, we can call you the god of magic. Um, uh, but, you know, calling you a god of magic here is much lower than calling you the godfather of magic. So, so now I have both god of mentalism and godfather of mentalism or magic. And that's, it kind of goes both ways. So whatever nice. country. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, make them make them an offer they can't refuse. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you mentioned students. I believe you're also uh, you've done some teaching at the Jeff McBride School. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, for many many years. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you... um, Jeff and I go way way back, and uh, and uh, of course we have certain similar leanings in some areas, and. Uh, and um, yeah, because Jeff and I were friends when the Magic and Mystery, his Magic and Mystery School started, um, it kind of developed over the years and became more and more into the areas of meaning and some of that that they would do specially. And uh, Jeff said, hey, you know, why don't you think about coming to this? And then if you like it, we'll talk about, you know, but you should at least talk at it. So I did. And then that went over really well. So he said, well, you know, why don't you just like do this? Like every year you can just come and, you know, and then eventually it was like, well, why don't we just put you on, you know, you're like part of the visiting staff or, you know, faculty or whatever. And that it just kind of evolved. Um, so um, now I've, you know, for many years now, I've been one of the people doing the big, the long talks. Most people have, you know, a short period of time, but I get get to do one of the longer talks um, uh, about whatever is kind of the issue at the moment. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's nice because, you know, um, Jeff's teacher, my friend, uh, Eugene Berger, you know, was always a part of that for many years, was Dean of the Mystery School. My friend, Larry Haas, you know, and friends like Bob Neal and all, you know, there is a lot of friends um, mm -hmm. uh, there. So, it's a great time for me to hang out with friends. We all get to talk philosophy and psychology and all these things um, and then teach others. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's a great time. A great mm -hmm. time. Another friend I think you have there who I just had on the show yesterday is our good friend, Ed Underwood. Yes, indeed. Ed, Ed is a very good friend of mine and his wife, Karen. And uh, we both, um, uh, they both worked with me uh, also on several projects, including uh, the Sonic Cinema Experience, which is, where we uh, perform our original original music, we all play live. Uh, we all do music and we all do magic. So, um, and we do that with silent film and silent film um, that is about magic or have elements of magic. So it's a great um, a great 
touring show. Obviously, right now we're not on tour with it because of the COVID, um, which has allowed us time to write new music. Uh, Karen and I just a couple weeks ago wrote a whole new ending uh, song, and uh, we have a lot of new original music, and we're getting to do more and more things with that. So, so that's exciting. And then I play classical, uh, cosmic classical music um, as part of the uh, part of that too. So we have the Sonic Cinema show, and then oftentimes combined with that is the cosmic classical show, which is my piano uh, solo piano work, and um, we'll do that on the, like the second night. So it's uh, yeah, we've uh, we're fast friends, and we all uh, work together, and. Uh, and are very active uh, in each other's magic and musical businesses. So, uh, yeah, it's a great it's a great setup. He's a he's a very ingenious uh, guy, and he's he's as you know very very funny. Um, yes. Ed's just you know Ed's hilarious, um, and that's part of boy. Anytime we're eating, is you you always know he come up with a voice or a story or something that's. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just highly, highly creative. Uh, he just put out a juggling thing too, which was brilliant. Mm -hmm. you know, because he said the problem is most people learning juggling get all this complicated things, and then they can't do it. Um, and Ed, you know, Ed's been juggling forever, so he was like, I just want to make sure they learn right and they can do stuff right away, um, and then they won't struggle so much. And I went, man, that's. I wish I had you as a teacher in juggling when I was a little kid. You know, that would have been great. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That was that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I wish I had that mentality because I've tried juggling and me with juggling. If the object of juggling was to see how many times you can drop it, then <laughs> sure, I'd be perfect. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> and then yeah. Just, have that, just have those teachers that like you can say that aren't like, why aren't you getting this? Like, why you know you've been in this course yeah. for X amount. Why? But have a teacher like, hey, you know, keep at yeah, it. Just keep do this. It. Just yeah. do this and just practice yeah. this. And, and in a couple of days, you'll have a sense of it. It's, mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then Ed, because he is very creative, it's, it's hey, you know, you can do that in magic, right? Like I, I balls I'm putting in a, you know, or silks in a tube, right? Why not, you know, do this and then boom, and they go into the tube. But it's much more entertaining, you know. So mm -hmm. love is that he's great. Yeah, he's a great thinker. And he does great film editing and all that for the other, for the Sonic Cinema show. So yeah, he's a master. Yeah. Yep. Yesterday he made a whole roll of film just appear out of his mouth out of nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. He also created a great cut and restored film that we do in the show. Um, it's incredible. Fools all the magicians because it's mm -hmm. it's like what looks like what it should look like. You know. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of the topic of teaching, I wanted mm -hmm. to ask you, you know, like I said, you, you've taught at the McBride School. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any, you mentioned a few of them beforehand, but do you have any noteworthy students that to this day still astound you still like, to this day, like you can hold your head up high that like you've taught them? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, sure. You know, like I said, Fraser, you know, Fraser Parker and uh, Luke Germay, um, Peter Turner, Pablo Amira, you know, um, Luca Volpe, I was named some medalists. I'll, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's there's a lot, um, but I'm I'm very proud of all of them. They've they've just done amazing, amazing, amazing things, you know. And then I have some students that um, that are highly influential that people don't know of as much because they're behind the scenes a lot. Like uh, Adrian Fernandez is is just, you know, brilliant, uh, great creative thinker, great great script person, you know, just there's, there are lots of other, uh, you know, people. And then, you know, influences 
fortunately, that that's spread out. So friends of mine like Kennedy and uh, and other mentalists are influenced by my work, um, and we're just fast friends. And you know, I just never know. Like I was at a uh, I was up in Vegas seeing somebody's show, um, at a friend's show uh, with a couple friends of ours, um, and this guy said to me afterwards, Kenton. Uh, I'm glad to finally meet you. I want to, you know, I hope we're going to be friends and things. He said, I have to tell you, I apologize. And I said, what for? And he said, well, he said, you know, years ago, Tommy Wonder um, lent me his copy of Wonder Words, of your Wonder Words tapes. And that's how I learned Wonder Words. And I never bought them. So I feel really, I'm really nervous that you're here and pacing me because, you know, I, I really need to buy a, a wonder words from you and because uh, you can see how much it influences my act in vegas and i went this is so cool you, you got them from tommy because i know exactly i remember when tommy wonder bought them so um, you never know how you influence people sometimes right you do something decent and i uh, hope it will help people and then it filters out through all mm -hmm. sorts of other places so yeah. well, it comes back it's just like you know all of a sudden you see their name on the stage you see their name and the lights and everything and yeah. You just contact them. Hey, how's it going? And they yeah. send something like, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have anything I have today. Yeah. So whatever yeah. you need. Yeah, it happens a lot in Vegas. It's very, very funny. And um, and I have some good friends because of that, you know, because mm -hmm. once I met them, oh, we really hit it off, you know. And there's some brilliant people like Mike Hammer and guys that, you know, have used it Wonder Words as influence. So, I don't know. That's beautiful. Hey, um, I also understand that you have multiple books out there. Is that correct? Well, books. yeah, they're fortunately most of them now are downloads. You can still get some hard copy books. There's, mm -hmm. I don't know, four or five. But yeah, download wise, there are what were originally something like over 50 <laughs> manuscripts and books um, over time. All of those can still be found on the website for the most part. You can download them, you know, buy them and get downloads and, and all that. So. Uh, and then the, some are compiled into hardbound books too, uh, which you can also find on the website. So, but yes, quite a few over the years. And then um, I don't even know how many videos and, uh, and then there are courses that are a whole separate thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you also, you also sell some products too, don't you? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All, all sorts of things to find on the Wonder Wizards uh, website. Lots, <laughs> lots and lots of things. Real quick. Yeah. What's the name of that website? It's uh, wonderwizards.com. That's W-O-N-D-E-R, wonder, <laughs> wizards, W-I-Z-A-R-D-S.com. So wonderwizards.com. And uh, yeah, go there. You can take a look around. You can, there we are. You can find uh, lots of things to look at, beginning, uh, relatively beginning, and uh, advanced things, all sorts of materials. So. Yeah, things you can get instantly and things that you can live with the rest of your life, like Wonder Wizards. Uh, Wonder Words is kind of a foundation of uh, that started all sorts of things in magic and mentalism. So um, that whole course is still available on the website, too. Brilliant. Brilliant. Now, I also understand you do a little music, too. Uh, yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit of music. Um, I, I play... Uh, Various things, but mostly I'm known for two. One is uh, Tibetan bowls, and the other is uh, piano. So um, I play uh, and write 
uh, create a lot of uh, piano work, um, some of which I do on my own, um, some of which you'll actually hear in the background of some videos of uh, magic tricks, because <laughs> <you know, laughs> it's easy when you get to write your own stuff. Um, and then uh, and then work I do again with Sonic Cinema, um, so uh, you can check all that out. And if you go on our, on our Facebook page, um, you'll find uh, Kenton's Cosmic Classical uh, Facebook page, and um, there's uh, a YouTube channel that we've just started to with uh, some of the videos and, and live piano music. So if you're into relaxing music or you're into, uh, you know, emotional music that's just instrumental, um, yeah, it's a lot of what I do now. Brilliant. Beautiful. Um, one thing I always, I tend to ask me, um, excuse me, magicians, when they come on this show. That's why I became a musician, because people never got that right. So I figured I'll yeah. just do both. <laughs> yeah. It got stuck in my head for me. I'm like, musician, musician, musician. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing I ask magicians on the show, or performers in general, mm -hmm. is about the COVID impact. You know, we live in a time where it's a lot of uncertainty. A lot of things are still rebuilding, still coming back. You know, like, for example, our local comedy and magic club here in town is only at like a certain percentage. I think it's like 20% or something like that, yeah. which if you think about it, it was it's not that big of a club to begin with. So 20% right. is like, you know, that's even trimming it down more. It's not like a club in Vegas where you can, oh, 20% is still like, you know, this much of the room and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. um, how have you seen like live entertainment, specifically like magic or what you do be impacted with COVID? And where do you think it's, gonna go like after let's say we find a vaccine that's proven to work and yeah well i mean look right now there's no doubt it's uh it's radically changed um how people do things and um you know my friends in vegas uh, some friends that have been on cruise ships for a lot of years things like that you know all that came to a screeching halt suddenly um and uh, what you know what's going to happen is what we see happening right now which is uh, we're trying to find ways to connect online, uh, trying to find ways to perform in Zoom rooms so that actually makes sense. Um, some people are doing it incredibly well. Um, a vast majority of people are not, <laughs> you know, um, because it's new and, and it's a struggle. Uh, we're not used to uh, not connecting, right? And, and uh, we wanna work with people in the audience. Um, and as a mentalist, you know, you know, okay, think of something, uh, hold my, well, you can't do that. Here, put your hand up to the screen. I mean, <laughs> there's only so much you can do that way. You can't really, you have to connect on deeper levels. To me, I think that's a blessing because um, a lot of us got into the habit of thinking, you know what, if I just do this big thing and I pull this person over here and I make, you know, shake this person's hand or I pat them on the back or I do this, then I've connected with them. Um, or get them to sign their card, I've connected with them. Um, that's not true. And so now we're stuck with the reality of, oh, that's not really connecting. How do I connect with somebody really? You know, what do I really do? I'm sitting at home watching something and, and I'd rather be outside and go to a movie or see friends or go to a concert or do something cool, um, but I'm inside. So how do I, how do I feel, you know, what's really in my heart? right? How do I connect with my friends? How do I remember my friends still love me? You know, those are the things that matter, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so have, figuring out how to do that in magic is what we have to do. 
Um, my student Adrian last night, we were looking at a 4A's trick. Um, it, it, he rewrote it. It's all about friendship. You know, that's how you do it. So people go, oh, yeah, I am loved. Wait a minute. I do have friends, you know. That, that's what matters. That's what we need to be doing, you know. Most definitely. That's the theme of buddy cast, being a buddy. Yeah, that's right. Being a real buddy, you know. And I think it's sad that we became in magic and mentalism. We be, we thought it was all about our ego, you know. Like mentalists are really bad about that. And I can read your mind and you will do this. You know, it's like, no. You know, I want to connect with people, right? I want them to feel, I want to go, you know what, Nick, here's the thing. You've been, had some real ups and downs. I mean, some big ones, right? And you're starting to come up again and you have your, you're getting your own sense of who you are and you've taken some curves, you know, some turns you didn't mean to take. But now you're, you've got it straight. You're getting more and more centered and you're going, you know what? I, I'm not listening to anybody who tells me I'm less than. I now know who I am and I'm going and I'm just going to keep expanding and getting better. So that's what I'm doing, you know, and while I'm at it, I'm going to let the world remind remind the world that that's the deal and that they need to do the same thing. That's who you are, right? Um, mm -hmm. That's a reading. Does that feel like a reading? No, I'm telling you who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the way to connect with people, right? To do things that matter so people go, you understand me, great. Now we're connected, now we can do tricks or whatever and it's fine, but at least we're connected. It's not just, hey, 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 okay, so you're thinking of a name and you think of a name and uh, think of a name of your dog that you lost, I'll make you cry and I'll tell you what it is. No, that's horrible, that's not connect, right? right? We need to really connect with people. Um, and so I think that that's, that's the big challenge of what's going on now. I will tell you that even though um, giant concert event planners that we work with and have to talk to um, are, are scrambling and going, we're still a year off before concerts are really going to get back. So we have to do things in drive-ins and we have to do weird, quirky, techy things. And, um, and none of it's going to be like we're going to be playing houses at something like a quarter to a third full, right? So we're in big theaters that'll have scattered people. Um, and we will have to do two, sometimes three times as many shows um, to get to the same, um, in the same venue to get the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. So um, those are adjustments performers are gonna have to make for a while until we get things modified. And then things will still be different. But um, I think they'll be better ultimately, you know. Yeah, I truly believe it, you know. Yeah. And this, to me, this feels like a time for people to work on things, you know. Like yeah. you, for example, I could only imagine your tour schedule, your, you know, your day-to-day -day stuff. Like yeah. even just coming from a comedic perspective, just studying all these comedians, how I've known comedians yeah. who were home for two weeks of the year or something like that or right. Uh, you know, I've known people who do like charity work who, you know, like Dr. Patch Adams, for example, the famous yeah. contractor, you know, he said beforehand he was home for like a week out of the year. Right. Now he's home. Like he's, and he said things like, I get to spend more time with my wife. I get to spend yeah. more, like people, A, people need that attitude. People need the attitude of, I can be home and, you know, because like, you, that's a like joke about this, but how many people today are out there going like, I can be home with my wife. Mm -hmm. How many people are going, I get to, I have to be home with my wife now. Like I, I'm <laughs> in trouble. Like I'm, 
I'm ready to sign the paper right now. Just get me out of here. You know? <laughs> well, there and how many people are just on their own, right? Yes. And and yes. feel like like, hey, you know, I don't get to see anybody, and maybe I don't really matter, and and you know, I don't feel good about myself right now. Things are really tough, and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, that's really challenging. And to learn to be okay. Uh, with yourself to learn to find things to love about yourself, you know, things to go, you know, I may have a bunch of faults and everybody does, but there are things I do that are really special that are good and positive. And I'm going to work on those things and do even more of that. Maybe I'll just reach out to a friend, you know, and call them. Maybe I'll just, you know, surprise a friend by having something delivered to them just, you know, out of the blue. Um, because I do love and I want people to know that even though I'm not feeling great about myself, I need to remember the good things I do have and share that. That's what we got to help each other do right now, right? Mm-hmm. Is remember, hey, man, you know, you don't have to be perfect. What matters is that you have something good in you. And if you don't think you do, call some friends up and they'll remind you, you know, Absolutely. they'll remind you. I I am constantly shocked at people that are hyper intelligent, hyper, um, or, or if they're not very intelligent, they're very, very sensitive, you know, loving, caring people who think they don't have anything going for them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's shocking how, how true that is. And then when we talk to people and, you know, after a while, usually it doesn't take them too long to finally go, well, I know I do that. Well, I know I, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like, but that's a talent. Now you see, to you, it's normal. It's like a fish in water. Going, yes, of course, I'm in water. You know, but but not everybody can do what you do. Now everybody is who you are, right? Mm-hmm. That's a gift of all that is of life of the infinite, whatever you want to call it, that you represent, and and nobody else is exactly like you. You know, mm-hmm. so that's a gift to everybody else in the world, everybody else on the planet. You know. So if you're by yourself, listen to me, please, and know that you are loved and valued and are so important. You're more important than you even know. You have no idea how important you are. And you are so never alone. You are never out of love. And, and if you think you're not loved, if you think you're not worth anything, message me. And I'm not joking. Message me. Mm-hmm. I will remind you because... Mm-hmm. You are too precious to the balance of everything in the world mm-hmm. to take to take yourself for granted. You know, I have spent great deals of time by myself, and I've had to learn this myself. So I'm not talking out of my hat. I mean this sincerely. You know, time to take some stock. Be quiet. Be still within yourself. Feel that thing within you that is beautiful and powerful. That's quiet way inside you, and then remember who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what you remind me of? There's a new Elton John song out there. It's called I'm Gonna Love Me Again. Ah, uh, there you go. Have you ever heard that song? I, I have heard of it. I haven't heard it yet. So mm-hmm. I lo- But I love the title. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. You got to look it up after this. It's, I will do that. Yes. It goes like, the, I think the lyrics start like, I'm going to love me again. Check in on my very best friend. You know, mm-hmm. find like something within myself. You know, rise above the broken man. Things like that, like there you go. Saying like, I, and honestly, true love starts with your loving yourself. You know, yeah. yeah and and sometimes that's really difficult, but you know mm-hmm. what? Do it anyway, because mm-hmm. you're worth it. Exactly. You know? 
Exactly. I tell friends all the time. I would much rather be hearing about your pro- you texting me or calling me about your problems rather than me getting a call that I have to attend a church service for you, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, thousand percent right. right. of the time. That's so right. we've we kind of started chatted about this a little bit, but this brings up my uh, a perfect next question. Mm-hmm. In your own words, how important is it for someone to be a buddy nowadays? I think it's it's essential. I mean, if you're not being a buddy, we're all in trouble. I mean, that's the truth. And there is, you know, there's rampant amounts of hate going on and looking for where we should be divided. Um, some months ago, I created a symbol um, that's known as the unity over or love and unity over, over division symbol. And um, I put that out there and people started putting it on their Facebook profiles and things to remind themselves and others that it's about us coming together, about being unified. The only reason people like to divide us is so they can conquer us. And the minute we start playing into all those divisions, we start to have clashes with one another. And and even with people I, I may vehemently disagree with, say politically or religiously or something, we also have things in common, you know, and those are the points of love between us. So we have to not get fooled. It's a great magic trick um, to try to divide people. There isn't a single sacred text that doesn't talk about this, um, that, you know, and the United States of America, for goodness sake, um, should really get a clue about that because mm. it's built into our name for a reason. So the idea that, that the way to conquer us is to divide us is, is ages long. It's thousands and thousands of years long. It's an old political trick to conquer the masses. We need to stop that and stop it with love. Mm. We need to look for where we are similar, not where we are different. You can celebrate our differences, but don't let them use that to divide us. Um, mm. And so you need to be a buddy to people who are even different from you. You need to be a buddy, even from people who are different than you, because you know what? If if you saw somebody walking, walking, you were got your mask on, you're coming out of a grocery store, and a, a person in front of you slipped and fell on a curb into a street with cars coming, do you really ask them their political party? No or what their religious belief is, or do you go, oh my God, and try to pull them out? You know, love within us demands that we go to their aid and try to pull them out. We don't have to think about it. We don't debate about it. We don't get into fist fights about it. We don't pull out guns about it. We go help the person, you know? Mm-hmm. We so, don't look at them. No, you no, know, it's just an instinctful, oh my gosh, you know, let me help. Exactly. You know? No, anyway, um, even if they're wearing a, even if they're wearing a "Make America Great" hat again, whatever yeah. it is, yeah, yeah, you know, or a Biden hat or anything, you just still go, hey, you know, yeah. let me help you, you know. Now we can debate afterwards when we're safe, but come on, yeah. you know, there's exactly. a fundamental goodness in all of us, and that's the truth. So that's exactly. what we need to remember. Then you reach out and say, hey, you know, um, look, for example. Right now, even I know people, sadly, who are so hurt that they don't even like people anymore, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and that it's like, but you are one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 
you know, you if you hate all people, you hate yourself. That's not good. But mm -hmm. if you're really at that place, the very least, think about, you know what? There are people who have to give up their pets because of this crisis. That's horrible. That's so sad. It's so heart-wrenching. You can go and volunteer at a no-kills shelter. Or you can take a little bit of extra money or a little extra time and help pets who are displaced and find them new homes. You can do something for all the animals that are hurt. That's really needed right now. Let's go do that, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. That There's lots of things we can be a buddy about. Yes. You just don't get limited in your thinking, you know? Mm -hmm. Stretch out. Mm -hmm. Stretch out. That leads into my next question. I ask this to all my buddies that come on the show. If there yeah. was a charity that you could have our audience donate to, what would it be? Well, I, I think there are two things right now that, I mean, there's many things, but two things right now that could really be helpful in your community, wherever you live. One is help shelters, find some no-kill shelters and help those people out. They really need help. They are trying to be compassionate and loving about our beloved little ones that have, you know, often saved our lives. So do what you can, um, whatever no-kill shelter might need help or uh, help them out give them money if you can do it give them your physical you know labor if you'd rather do that um and the other is people are really starving in our local communities they are starving um and the government's occasionally helping so you know do what you can you might be really hurting too but you know what you can all get together with masks on and make soup together do something um, to help people who are hurting financially um, or hurting with food and can't do anything, you know, help people who don't know where they're going to live next. You know, maybe you have a spare room. Just think about love. Think about reaching out and going, what can I do? What, you know how I'm going to feel best about myself? I'm going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do, it doesn't matter. It's big or small. I'm going to do something that makes a difference in somebody's life. And the minute I do that, I feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. So find some simple thing with a charity near you where they say, we need help in the soup kitchen or we need this help in the snow kill shelter and go do that. Beautiful. It touches on the golden rule. Treat others as you would treat yourself. What yes, if you were yes. the one who needed that help? What if you were the one who needed that spare room, needed that food, needed just that assistance. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Mm -hmm. Now, I wanted to ask this earlier. Um, going back to, like, the, your days of performance and everything, mm -hmm. uh, do you have any funny stories, like anything that I always, <laughs> like, you always look back at and always chuckle at? Oh, it, yeah, I, I definitely do. You know, one story always comes to mind is um, – I was doing close-up magic at a place I've been at for over a decade. And, uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, it was a high-end place and celebrities would be there. But sometimes some of those people would be drinking a little too much. Um, I remember doing a, walking over this table of ladies who were obviously drinking way too much. But they were very like, oh, come on, Mr. Magician. Doing all this. Like, okay, okay. It's, you know, I want you to cause a fuss. So. I go over and they say, oh, let me pick a card. So I said, okay, sure. And they went, no, 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 give us the deck. 
I went, okay, I don't, you know, fine, I don't care. You know, I, I know what I'm doing. You can take any card. I'll go ahead. So they take a card. They said, no, turn around because you might like see where where we're taking the card out of and know what it is or something. So I'm fine. So so I turn around and they go, okay, we're we're done, you know. And this one girl's chewing bubble gum, you know, the whole time and just has a smirk on her face. So I know oh, this is going to be a challenge, right? I said, okay. Um, so they said, well, what's the card? <laughs> I said, well, I think about it. Uh, here, let's put the rest of the deck away, you know. So I was going to card count, right? Okay. Um, and they went, no, 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 no. I'm going to hold on to the cards. And um, I went, well, yeah, okay. Well, then you put it back in the deck somewhere. I don't really, you know, I don't care. And they went, no, no, just tell me what it is. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, I know. I've been around the block long enough to know where this is headed. So I said, you want me to tell you where it is? And they went, yeah, tell us where it is. And I went, it's in your bra. And she went, well, you're half right. And they went, I'm half right? She's going, yeah, you're half right. She reaches into her bra and pulls out half of a card. And she goes, what is it? And what? And where's the rest of it? And I went, you know, if you put that back in the deck, it's going to be really easy for me to find. <laughs> and she went, ha that's pretty good. And she set her card down and she took her gum out. And it was the other half of the playing card that she was chewing on. I had a feeling about that. That's the card that you can say, eh, you can keep that. You know? And that's when I went, you know what? I have to have I have to have a way of handling that. Um so that no matter what I can still have get the card right. So that's why I came up with that's what started me on the path to eventually come up with Colossal Killer, which I'm famous for. But that's that's why that started. Um mm -hmm. was that that situation. So that always stands out in my mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Here's a side question. Have you ever, like, had to handle any, uh, like, any other hecklers or anything like that? Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Over many decades of performing, yeah. But, you know, the good news is I really haven't had to do too much. And the reason is um, I'm, I usually make my audience my friends. <laughs> you know, I really connect with them. So I'm not, they're not antagonistic, right, towards me. Um, they have to be really kind of messed up. <laughs> to be yeah. to be antagonistic um and so yeah i don't really i can't really say i can't tell you when i last had a real heckler i couldn't oh. can't tell you when that would be it was a long time ago um not not to say it couldn't happen tomorrow because it always mm -hmm. can but um but usually it's about um usually it's about if, if people know you're not trying to challenge them and you're just having a some sharing some interesting things, you know, in life about yourself and your uh, situation, your beliefs and, uh, you know, how they create these weird events um, and people are a part of it and get to experience that. Nobody feels, you know, like they need to come out from pitchforks or anything. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the problem we get into as performers in magic and mentalism is the ego thing. You know, if we get very egotistical and stuff, then there are people that want to challenge us, right? They, you know, hey, wise guy, you think you're so smart, you know, you can, right? That that's when that usually comes out, right? That or mm -hmm. somebody really, really drunk or something, or you know, or yes. high, and then at that point, you just kind of you can just ignore them, and mm -hmm. you know, usually the audience will keep them in check, you know. Mm -hmm.
Beautiful. Um, now I think it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. Okay. You hear this one. All right. This one, I'm going to make a two-part question for you. First okay. off, what's your advice for anyone who wants to be a magician? Mm-hmm. And the second part of it is what is your advice for anyone who wants to go, say, specifically into mentalism? Okay. Um, well, the first part, I have a I, <laughs> I have an answer that I've had for I don't know forty years, um, which is if you you know if you really want to be a magician or a mentalist, like as for a living, um, you know, get ready to live off of popcorn and macaroni and cheese, um, <laughs> and uh, and survive. Um, but and and I said that to Ed last night, and Ed said, and cheese. Oh, Mister High Living. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you know, the truth is, um, you can, you can make it, uh, it's just like anything you have to work really hard. Uh, you're going to have times where you're going to struggle a lot. Um, and Hey, that's just part of the deal, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, don't think you're going to be David Copperfield or something overnight. That's not how it happens. David to this day works incredibly long hours every single day. Um, so, you know, you can get there, but there's always a sacrifice, big sacrifices. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um, as far as mentalism, um, you know, well, it goes for both magic and mentalism. The, the quickest way to be more successful really is to, to read, even though you don't want to, and get a teacher, have a mentor. Um, and that costs money usually, but, you know, if you're sincere... Um, that's the short way because a mentor's had all these years of experience and they can say, you know what, just go do this. And you've just taken 10 years of experience off your life <laughs> by their one little comment, right? And and they continue to do that and you move much more quickly um, down the line. You know, and Copperfield will tell you, I think, the same thing because he called a, a director up. You know, early on, um, when he was headed, you know, looking at doing stuff in, on off Broadway in New York, and he called Bob Fitch and said, "Okay, um, I want to be on TV in X amount of time, and uh, I need a, a real director, you know, to get me into shape." And so that's what he did. That's what you do, right? You find teachers who who know about those areas you want to be in, and then you go to those people, and you and you pay them, you know. Um, but that's that's the best way. And if you can't do that, you do what I did as a kid, um, too, which is you go to a library and start getting all the books you can, you know. And in this day and age, um, you know, it's even easier, right? Because now you can just jump online, right, and, uh, you know, and go, okay, and there we go. Cool. Um, right? Get a download, just, you know, but go get down. Do the, Here's a way to save yourself in mentalism. Don't go buying all the cool latest greatest videos or latest greatest downloads that are coming your way because most of them are crap. Go find downloads. Go talk to other magicians and mentalists who've been around the block for a lot of years and say, hey, what things do I need to learn to really be good um, at this? And then go get those downloads, right? And that's really why I started a teaching website was so that people could get my stuff and download it on another phone, you know, or on another computer or desktop and go, okay, cool. Here's my laptop. I've got, you know, mm-hmm. 50 years of Kenton's life on my desktop. Here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do this. Let me learn about that. Good. Okay. Here it is. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So that's, that's the shortcut, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
really is learn learn and learn from people that know what the heck they're talking about <laughs> truly beautiful that website you mentioned was that still the wonder wizards or yeah that's that wonderwizards.com yep if, so that's I'll, the I'll, I'll, I'll throw it up so, there for our viewers one more time for those who might just be tuning in or you know might be interested in more and if you're really sincere about magic and mentalism, what I would suggest is save your pennies and get um, a course called Wonder Words, because that will change everything you do in magic and mentalism. Um, and I'm not saying that out of ego. I'm saying that out of decades of watching what happened to magic and mentalism, a lot of those changes came about because of what's in Wonder Words. So um, that's the course. It's I think the whole course is like, originally it would have been three hundred and fifty four hundred dollars it's like a hundred and twenty something uh now as downloads so um go that's the thing to get if you're sincere if you're not quite ready to be that serious yet um to really learn then there are other cool you know manuscripts are 20 or 30 dollars that you can get and start looking around with and playing with and they'll shift a lot of what i do is not what average people do it's become what mentalists do now but it was not the norm at the time so um those are those things will all whether they're videos or whatever will change it. and if you just want to do a cool mental trick um a card trick but that's mentalism go get colossal killer it's like 20 or it's like 20 bucks on the website or Maybe I online we set it to like the $50 full version course thing is set for uh, less than $35 for people that are watching the BuddyCast. So um, nice. go there now, the next 48 hours, I think it is, and you can get it really cheap. So Beautiful. go get the full course of Colossal Killer. That'll do it. <laughs> Beautiful. All righty. I think we got to end on this note. I think we need a live performance. <laughs> Well, you know, this is a this is the trick with a uh, right with I mean the Zoom. It's like, what can we do? Um, I, I mentioned uh, cards and stuff, so let's. Uh, uh, well, here's let's do it the way we'd usually do it, except we can't do it in, with a real deck, so we're gonna fake it. <laughs> I, I actually have some. Uh, do you have a real card deck there? Awesome! Yeah. Oh, I'm perfect. Missing a, I'm missing a few of them, but I've got. That's the okay. Majority. Yeah. All right. So I want you to cut an ace out of the deck. So just shovel up the cards and take mm -hmm. an ace out without looking. Got it. See, that oh, was easy, right? Okay, yeah. they're not impressed, so they think we set that up. So let's do it again. This time, shuffle the cards. Um, and then I want you to take a card out, okay? Um, mm -hmm. But don't bite it in half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take a look at it, but don't let anybody see it yet. Just hold on to it, all right? Got it. And make sure it's not an ace this time because I told you the ace the first time. So, all right, good. And it's a red card, is it not? Wow. And it's a uh, um, it's a number card. And I'm mm -hmm. gonna say uh, it's a lower number card. Um, kind of. I mean, kind of. It's like right in the middle, like a uh, five of hearts. How in the Bloody work! Did you do that? <laughs> no, you, we didn't set that up, right? There's no, no way. not at all. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, a, a trick we can do long distance um, to make people really wonder, right? Oh, I'm wondering how the hell, how the heck you did that. <laughs> <sighs> I'm wondering. Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, and and to my mentalist friends out there, no, we didn't set that up, and no, I don't have a monitor, and no, I can't yep. see what he's yep. doing. Um, yep. So there you go. <laughs> but that's the stuff you can. That's how good you can get if you study it. You know. That's right. Yeah, exactly right. Wow. Alrighty, yeah. now I need to check my room for security cameras. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so so much for being on the show. Stick around for a little bit. We'll chat. That's Absolutely. But, My pleasure. It's great to see you. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the BuddyCast, because this is such an important thing um, that we're all together and that we all remember that we're all working together to make the world a lot better. So stay stay with the BuddyCast. I love that you're doing this, Nick. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you yeah. very much. It's buddies like you that make this show what it is, you know? Uh, thank you I'm very just much. The guy who, I'm just the guy who asks the questions. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, ask, you ask great <laughs> questions, that's for sure. Thank you. All righty. To all my buddies out there, this is my new buddy, Kenton. Thank you again so much. It was a great episode. And as I always end every single episode of BuddyCast with one word of advice, go be someone's buddy today. We'll catch you next time here on BuddyCast. <laughs>